Now, as much as I hate to interrupt this episode, I wanted to let you know that if you're looking to improve your life, business, or relationships, then you should check out the Grounded Store. On there, you'll find biblically inspired books, journals, and other resources that God has given me over time to empower his people to live the lives that he intended for them to live. If you're interested and want to check these books out, you can do so by going to thegroundedpodcast.com slash store. Once again, that is thegroundedpodcast.com slash store. And you will even check a link in the description that will take you right there to see these things that God has given us. Now, we got that out the way. Let's get back to the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Grounded. My name is Brian Boyd. Today's topic is the responsibility of leadership. Before we dive into this episode, I would love to thank everyone for tuning in, whether you've been watching for a while or if this happens to be your first time. And I truly hope and pray that this episode will inspire you to become the leader that God is calling you to become and that you could take some of these tips and some of these things that are provided in his word to be the most influential leader you can possibly be. But with that being said, everyone, let's dive into this episode and talk about the responsibility of leadership. And this is one of those episodes, once again, very long name. I don't like long names, but there's no better word to fit here than the word responsibility, because as you all know, leadership itself is a major responsibility. And even if you have one or two people that God has placed into your life to kind of lead and be the example for, there's something that should not be understated and it should not be overlooked because those two people could go on to influence their generation. And as I always say, you may not be the person in this world that reaches the millions of people that inspires people all over the world to become who they're supposed to be, but you may be the person that inspired the one that will go on to do that very thing. So with us being in these positions, with us having this influence, we should always try to be as effective as possible when it comes to being with other people because you never know just who you're going to touch and the impact that they may ultimately have on the world itself or the impact that you may have through that person or through the way that God is using you in your life and at this particular time. But with that being said, let's dive into the word itself. And the back in scripture for this is going to come from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. And in this particular chapter at this time, Peter is talking to the elders of the church and telling them how they should deal with God's people, the people that God has placed in their lives and the people that God has placed there for them to serve and to show how to be like him. And with this, you see a lot of oncoming factors when it comes to the term of responsibility and how we should treat these people. But to start that off and to kick this conversation, we're going to begin at verse one. And it simply reads here in the words of Peter to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings who will also share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherd of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be. Not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. 
So with this reading, we kind of cross a lot with Peter telling them how to be leaders of the church and how to treat God's people that he has placed in there. And the first thing that I want to talk about actually starts in the middle of verse two, where he says that you should be shepherds over God's people that is under your care, not because you must, but because you are willing to do these things. And that comes to the first point of when it comes to leadership, the responsibility here is that you should always be willing to do these things. This isn't something that you should be forced to do. And with that, there's so much to be said because there are many times in our lives, and I'm just, I'm going to talk about myself and move everybody aside for a second, where You've been in positions where you may have not necessarily wanted to be there for you didn't want to do everything associated with it. And in my particular case, I can't tell you how many jobs and how many positions I've had either in organizations, whether that was for or nonprofit that I to some extent did not want to be in. And when those things happened, I wasn't as effective as I should have been. I wasn't as impactful to the people that I was supposed to be impactful for. And because of that, those people started wavering in the things that they were supposed to do. They wasn't as dedicated as they were supposed to be. They wasn't as faithful to the organization's mission as they were supposed to be. And they, quite frankly, just wasn't as productive as they needed to be. And all of that was a reflection of my particular leadership at that time because I wasn't the person that was encouraging them. I wasn't pushing them. I wasn't inspiring them to be the people that they ultimately had the capacity to be. And when you get into these situations that you understand this, it makes you realize that at the end of the day, you have to be the person that's always willing and able to do this. You have to be willing to jump out there and do work that no one else will. You have to be able to set the tone and the mood of the environment that you're in because it's based off of your expectations. It's based off of your attitude. It's based off of your influence that things are going to get done. And the best way to explain this is even with the old saying of the city is a reflection of its ruler and the ju- and the courtroom is a reflection of the judge. Because whatever it is, whatever environment that you're in, no matter where it is, whether that's business or even in ministry, the atmosphere, wherever it is that you're at, is a reflection of the leadership that's over it. And I can tell you this can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on the leadership here. But to bring this back to the topic itself. You have to be willing and you have to be able to do things at all point in times. You have to always set the positive tone. You have to always set a positive mood. If you're in a progressive space, you have to always be progressive. If you're in a space where people have to, you know, be patient and stuff, you have to set the patient tone. If you're in a space where people have to be more assertive, then you have to set the assertive tone. But you always have to be willing to do these things. And you can't necessarily be lackadaisical. You can't be off-putting or passive when it comes to doing these things. And that's what Peter is telling the people there. You should do these things because you truly have a willingness, because you have a passion for doing it, not because you feel like you have to do these things, not because you're obligated. And I can tell you that when you get into a place of obligation and when you get out of that passionate place where you once were that's when things begin to stagnate that's when people become ineffective that's when you no longer make the progress and the moves and strides that you were ultimately making so to sum up this point basically here no matter what it is that you do no matter what capacity that may be small or large no matter who it is that you're leading you always have to be willing to set the tone and always be willing to do things that other people are not to get the ball rolling and to keep things moving in the direction that it's supposed to be. And when you look at even with people in church and in ministry, it becomes so hard 
it becomes so, so hard to remain productive and remain progressive in those things. But you always have to be in a place where you're able to encourage people. You're able to push them and motivate them and inspire them to keep moving forward because there are always going to be hard times. There are always going to be challenges to overcome. But if you get overwhelmed by those things, then you won't be able to be as effective as you ultimately need to be. So to sum this up one more time, always set the tone, set the mood, and always be available and willing to do the work that other people are not, because it is your responsibility as a leader. Moving along, though, the second thing that I want to touch on comes from the mid, comes from near the end of verse two, actually, and it says that you should not pursue honest gain, but you should always be eager to serve. And this is something that comes once again when you look at the character and the intentionality of God, because God has always been selfless in the way that he deals with his people. God has always been selfless in the things that he does for each and every person. And that even goes back to Genesis chapter one, where he created us all in his image and his likeness. And he did that to give us dominion over the earth. And that's even going to where the Lord's prayer comes from, because as God rules in heaven, he wants us to rule in the earth and he wants us to share in that rulership with him. And that's the whole purpose of our creation and why we are all here. So inevitably, we're all meant to be leaders. But there are times where we may get caught up in our own self-interest. We may get caught up in the things that we can gain from those endeavors. We may get caught up in the fame or the power or the influence that comes with that or even in the wealth that we can get from being in those positions. And when you get into that place, you begin to focus so much on yourself that you also render yourself ineffective to other people. You also get into an environment where people no longer progress, people no longer grow. And when people don't grow, they become stagnant and they will end up leaving the cause of whatever it is that you're doing. And I have seen this happen personally and unpersonally in so many ways, in so many professions, in so many different environments, because there have been places that I've been in, whether I've been over it or I've been just a part of it, where I've seen that the ways that people pursue their personal the goals and desires has derived from the growth and the impact that we could have ultimately had. And it's when you get into those states that things begin to fall apart and crumble because once again, as I said in that old saying that the city is a reflection of its ruler. And if you're in a place of leadership and you begin to pursue your own wants and needs over the wants and needs of the people God has entrusted you with, then they're naturally over time going to start doing the same. And when they start doing these same things, is when the organization itself falls apart. That's when people no longer start to work together. That's when people bring up their own personal genders and motives to do things. And now they're no, motivated, they're no longer motivated by the mission of whatever it is that you're doing, but now they're caught up in their own interests. And that always leads to disaster in every possible scenario. And I'm telling you, in every situation that I've been in, it has always been pretty rough, just to be completely transparent with each and every person that's listening. So here, the thing that you do to overcome going out for selfish gain and being considered your own interest is provided by Peter in the same verse, and that is being eager to serve. And that goes back to what he was saying before about always being willing, because if you truly have a love and a passion for serving, if you have a passion for wanting people to grow, if you have passion for them developing and becoming the leaders that they're ultimately called to become, then they will be able to progress the way that you're supposed to do and the organization will begin to flourish. And it's only through that honesty, 
It's only through that transparency. It's only in that eagerness to watch them grow that you're able to create a healthy and effective environment, no matter wherever it is that you're at. And that's what God, even on the spiritual level, does to us all the time, because God will take us and place us in places where we're able to grow and learn. And if we're no longer growing and learning in those places that we grow stagnated, then he will often move us somewhere else so that we can continue to grow and learn as people, because that's ultimately his role as, as our father, because the father always wants the best for his children. And that's exactly what he will do in order to get you to grow. But he does this once again because God is always eager. God loves us so much and he's so comforting and so considerate of the things that we need. And he will do all of those things to help us grow. So even if you're in a situation where you may be stagnant right now, you may be in the place of leadership or you may be, you know, developing into a leader. Understand that you have to always be eager to serve. You should always try to put the interests of the mission and the interests of God over your own personal things. And when you're able to do that, that's when you achieve the effective positions that you're after. That's when you ultimately achieve your goals. And when by achieving those things, you also create the opportunity and you also get the benefits and the rewards for your own personal life. That's what Jesus means about throwing your side, your life aside away for him. I'm sorry, y'all. Basically giving up your life for his sake so that you can find your life because it's only by doing these things and giving yourself up for his glory and for his will that you're able to receive the true rewards of life and the things that life itself and God has to offer for you. So the third thing that I want to cover over here once again is going to come from verse three. And Peter says here once again, not lording over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when you look at this, it speaks to one another element of the leadership, which is in a space where people try to dominate others. And this is something that I personally have struggled with for years. This is something that I personally do not agree with. And because when you look at the way God created us, going back once again to the book of Genesis, God created us all equally and he created us all to rule and share the earth with him. It wasn't God's original intention or his original plan for people to be serving under other people. It wasn't his intention for people to be dominated and ruled by other people, but instead he wanted us all to dominate and rule the things that he's given us, the birds of the sky, the fish of the sea, and all of the animals that's in the earth and the resources that he has provided for us to have, whether that's fruit or plants or whatever. But regardless, that's what God wanted us to do. It was never centered around people. And when you look at leadership as a whole, we should always take that same mindset with us as well. We should, while we should help and encourage people and in times where they mess up, we should, you know, be able to show them their mistakes in love and help them improve. We should never get to a space where we feel like we have control over people. We should never get to a space where we feel like we can dominate and just order them to do things against their own will because it's in that space where we step out of the side of the very will that God has for us, which is to simply be an example. And it's by serving and living that example and living the lives that he's calling us to live that we're truly able to lead people the way that they're supposed to go. And while we may ask people to do stuff once again, we should never force our own ideas, our own opinions, our own beliefs on them. Because quite frankly, as time progresses, especially if they disagree with the things that you're wanting them to do, they're going to end up resenting you. 
and it's going to create a reciprocating effect and you're going to end up resenting that person because they're going to start going back on you and not doing the stuff that, you know, you're asking them to do. And now you're going to feel some type of way because now they're not doing what you say. do. <laughs> say, Yo, forget, I'm starting to have a little fun now, man, because this is something that has been on my mind for a while. And it's something that you know, it's pretty large debate, particularly in ministry, because there are a lot of people in places of leadership, and I'm not calling nobody out specifically, don't get on me, all right? But there are people that try to lure over the people that they're under, and there be leaders of the church, they could be deacons or elders, they could be people in any particular place of power, and they try to exercise their wills on other people, but that's not the way God ever intended it for it to be. And it's because it's that way that so many people have ended up leaving the church and leaving God almost entirely because they believe that that's what it's supposed to be to serve him. But the Bible tells us in so many ways, and even in this particular verse, that that's not the way that we're supposed to act and conduct ourselves. And the only way to truly live according to the way God has had and set for us as leaders is to simply follow him and be the example that he wants us to be for his people. And it is only by doing those things that we compel people to follow us on the similar journey. With that being said, that's pretty much it. And the thing about leadership, and to sum up this episode, is that there's a lot of responsibility associated with it once again. And a lot of responsibility is associated more or less in your attitude and the way that you view leadership. Because as Peter said in these verses, you should always do these things with a willingness to serve. You should always be eager to serve. And it is by having these mindset and having these attitudes that you're able to be as effective as you need to be. And when you drift aside from these things, when you begin to one and go after your own interests. And when you begin to be reluctant to perform in the role that God has given you, that's when things start to fall apart. That's when people start to conflict with each other. That's when people start to fight. That's when people start to forget what the mission of life is and the things that God has placed them to there to do. And that's when things ultimately fall apart for all of us, whether you in the world of business or if you're in ministry. And the thing about that is that with us as leaders, we have to always once again set the tone. We have to always be able and willing to do things that people don't want to do, even in those times where we may not feel like doing them, because it's only through that willingness that we can be as effective as God is calling us to be. And that's when we truly get to enjoy the fruits and rewards and the things that he wants us to have here on this earth. But with that being said, I love each and every one of you. I truly hope you got something out of this episode. I know I kind of, you know, went off the board a little bit. I kind of ran it here and there, but this is something that I truly believe that we need to do more of in society and not just even in ministry, but in the world itself, because God wants people to be eager, people to love him and people to love the things that he is calling them to do. And it's only through having that love and showing that love, not only to him, but to other people that we're able to become the leaders we're supposed to be. And we're able to inspire the leaders of tomorrow that will come throughout their generation and do the very same thing. But it all comes back once again to your attitude as a leader and you simply taking responsibility and stepping out and always presenting the best possible way that you can. And yes, there will be times where you may not feel like doing it. Yes, you're going to have your own low moments, but it's during those times to where you have to pull yourself closer to God. You have to remember why you're doing these things and be willing and eager 
to go out there and set the tone as God has placed in your heart to do. But with that being said, everyone, I love each and every one of you. I truly hope you got something out of this episode and I will talk to you all next week. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always email me at brian at thegroundedpodcast.com or you can message me on social media if you happen to follow the Grounded Podcast in those spaces. But I love each and every one of you once again. I hope you take care. Y'all enjoy y'all week. Be blessed. And I will talk to you all next Wednesday at 7. All right. My name is Brian Boyd. Y'all take care. Peace. Hey, everyone. Brian here once again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Grounded. If these messages have been a blessing to you, please consider donating at thegroundedpodcast.com slash donate. Furthermore, if you're looking for books and journals and other resources that will help improve your life, business, and relationships, please be sure to check those out at thegroundedpodcast.com slash store. As always, it's been a blessing. I truly love each and every one of you, and I truly hope to see you all once again very soon. All right. 